0: Family in a church just down the road, and I um, gave my life to Christ at the age of 16 at Source Fiverr event. Um, after a long, horrible experience that family kind of experienced, um, I got confirmed in the Anglican church because I am an Anglican, so I thought that was it. Yay! Um, so I thought that I was done. Yes. Um, and I've often thought about baptism like a couple of times when it's popped up in various other churches and kind of waited for God to go, boom, you're going to do it this year, you're going to do it, and give me this amazing like, message written in the sky um, to, to do baptism. Um, I realised wasn't going to happen, and I thought I'd better go on with it, and um, I'm really, really glad that it's not in the river. <laughs> oh, my word! It was really horrible waking up. Every day last week, I was like, please cancel it, please. Um, But really, um, like, nothing, no, that's a lie. Lots of exciting things have happened in my life, but nothing, like, some of the stories that other people have had. I've not had those experiences. So today, my baptism is a like, representation of God's faithfulness to me and all of like the fulfilment of his promises, and for future promises that he has made to me and he will fulfil. So that's why I'm getting baptised today.
1: Great
2: stuff. Brilliant. John, do you want to come up? We're just going to do a little interview with John. Do you want to run some... I'm so excited that we're going to be baptising John. Just tell us a little bit about your life growing up. What was, what was childhood like for you? What was your school days like?
3: <laughs> well, you're probably better off asking my mum that. I was a, I was, I was a naughty little boy at school. Uh, yeah, I'd, I had a good childhood. Uh, my dad left when I was young, but mum did a really good job with me. Um, wow, well, she tried. Uh, but yeah, no, I had a good childhood, but I was very, very... You think Charlie's naughty, I was a lot naughty.
2: And you've been, I mean, you, your mum has been a Christian for years and your nan was a Christian and they've been praying for you for a long time, haven't they? Yeah. What does that make you feel like to know that your family were praying for you?
3: Well, it's nice that, like, I mean, I knew they cared about me anyway, but to kind of constantly keep praying about me, even though, like, the other one wasn't really bothered. to would be like, oh, I've prayed, prayed for you and that. I was like, yeah, I, I didn't, wasn't really bothered. Like, um, I knew my their beliefs and that, so I was like, that's fine with them uh with me and everything but yeah it's nice to know that they kept trying to keep keep me going and get me to see the light kind of thing.
2: So it was maybe two months ago maybe three months ago that you made a decision you were sat with Sue was it you were sat in Morrisons of all sp- spiritual places sat in Morrisons and just prayed a prayer and made a commitment and what was that moment like for you?
3: Well, yeah, I'd got to a really, really bad place. I mean, I've been in some bad places before, but that one was probably the worst where I was feeling quite suicidal at that point. And really didn't see any light at the end of the tunnel. Um, and then I asked Sue for some help. I thought, do you know what? I've seen what it can do for some people. I thought, do you know what? It's, it's, anything's worth a go, and if it can help me, then then I want some of that kind of thing. Um, and, yeah, when, when, I, when I prayed with Sue, I felt the change... Instant, something hit me instantly, and I completely felt different. My whole view on life's changed from that day onwards. Um, like I, I was quite—I wouldn't say a nasty person, but if somebody kind of got me, like I would all think, right, I've got to get revenge, and I'm got to get revenge, and I'm got to make sure I get the last word. Now, if somebody does something to me, I'm just like, you know, what? I don't care. I don't care. I'm not bothered. I'm not like that no more. It's a clap. So you still carry a bit of a fear of water, don't you? What happened when you were young? Um, when I was about 19, uh, I've never been a best swimmer, but, so it's pretty silly. But I went, my friends went river jumping. They convinced me to go. I was not silly enough to kind of go jumping because you never know what's in there. Um, but I did lie back the one day um, when we went. And next thing I know, I'm floating. I went to touch the floor. Could hardly touch it. And I thought, oh, it's all right, I'll swim back and i couldn't swim back because the current was too strong kept pushing me back and back and back and the more i thought the more i got pushed back next thing i knew i was thinking "Well, this is it like i kind of accepted i thought this is how i'm going to go um but then my mates came like grabbed me and pulled me straight out but uh yeah so i'm not the best with water ever since that day
2: so we're going to baptize john going straight down rather than falling back so we're going we're to make sure that you're safe doing it and we're going to keep hold of you. But I just thought, for those of you that believe in the power of prayer, that believe God can set you free from all fear, uh, from all your chains, can you just raise a hand? Should we just pray for John? I, I just, I'm just praying that during this baptism moment that God would just set him free from that fear, from that which has got hold of him, from that fear of water, and from the other chains in his life. We're just going to pray, God, will you just... We know that you love John. We know that your hand has been upon him. Lord, that you knit him together in his mother's womb. You've got a plan and a purpose for him. And Lord, your promise says that you've come, that we would have life and life in all its fullness. That isn't life into eternity, that's life right now. So I just pray the fullness of life into John. And Lord, I just pray as we, as we sit, as we stand here together, as, as people that believe in you, Lord, and your power to break chains, we just pray right now that that fear of water would be gone. As John goes down into that water and he comes up into newness of life all that that picture represents, will you just set him free in Jesus' name to flourish in this life and to to fulfill all the plans and purposes you have for him in Jesus' name. Everybody says, amen. Amen. John, let's give him a round of applause, shall we? Pat, do you want to come and share? This is Pat. Just been a, a great, uh, we've had some fantastic conversations, haven't we? Just sat up in a coffee and just chewing away at stuff. And it's been a real privilege to get to know you more. So can you share your, your story? I, well, I probably don't need
4: that. <laughs> um, I was a naughty boy too. Um, <laughs> uh, I'm very fortunate today, actually. My parents are sitting over there and will be seeing me dunked today. Um, so I grew up uh, as a Catholic uh, in a loving home and went through uh, baptism and confirmation. Um, But I suppose as as time's gone on, I've I've felt more and more, what about sort of, uh, perhaps more intentional commitment. Uh, I think I got Jesus' message wrong when I was younger and thought I had to be uh, perfect to get God's love. Um, And I think there's probably a lot of us like that. Um, And what I found is, is that just meant all the time being very very hard on myself and, and, and other other people too um, and a constant sort of uh, uh, judgment so several times including last year i i uh, suffered from very bad depressions uh, very bad illness um, and my sense is that part of that was relationship to, to to jesus and god that it wasn't quite right and and that, that i uh didn't understand the message the good news because it was good news, wasn't it? I think it was. Anyway, it was supposed to be good news, um, and I suppose um, what we've been very ill last year. Sometimes, when we're in those places, that then transformation begins to occur. Uh, and maybe it took that for me to have a real look at what my faith was and my relationship with Jesus. And the fact is, I can't do it alone, and I can't I'm not supposed to do it alone. And um, there's something about handing over, really uh, accepting daily when I mess up and accepting when other people mess up and that uh, Jesus is okay with that. He doesn't expect any different. And um, I think they, you know, they say the truth sets you free and I certainly have felt a lot more free since accepting I'm going to mess up and it's part of being human. Um, It also means I can love other people a little bit more easy as well. Um, So there's something about softening in relationship. Um, And John said to me a few, I think, about a month ago. He said, "Have you thought about being baptized?" And I was thinking, it's actually perfect timing um, because I had started becoming far more sort of intentional about my relationship with Jesus and, and His Word." And um, I said, "So long as we get a nice day, and don't, have, and don't have to do it, and don't have to do it in the river." Um, so we arranged that, and uh, I'm looking forward to being dunked. So uh, nice to see everybody here. Thank you. Let's give him a clap.
2: You know, it's a few of us were maybe christened or baptised as as kids and here in this church, we just believe that's a decision that you should make for yourself. We don't force anybody to make it. So all these people have made this decision for themselves, free will decision. We invite them and say, would you like to? And it's a yes or no. And there's no pressure to do that. Are we losing battery on this? Is the battery, no? Cool. So, um, Layla. Okay, I can interview you. We can We can do an interview. I know a little bit of your story. Um, no, I'm not gonna share anything, you're gonna share it. You're gonna share whatever you wanna share. Um, so, yeah, I mean, stuff started quite tough for you at a very early age, didn't it? Um,
1: so, I was adopted into, oh, I'm starting to get emotional already, this is not good. Uh, I, I was adopted into my family when I was five, um moved around quite a lot before that um i've always had a sense of god in my life but i grew up in a family whereby that just wasn't going to happen my parents um i guess they were very clear that they didn't believe in god they weren't interested in anything to do with god and so i've always had this kind of nagging need (laughs) to find out more and because i guess because i didn't grow up with that um it led me down a very bad path and um Yeah, I've just—I kind of summed it up to John as having spent the majority of my life um, running from or to abusive relationships, you know, sin of every kind. Actually, when you break it down, um, and never really feeling loved or wanted, even. And um, but there's been this voice there the whole time, this little quiet voice, and these moments in my life where God has definitely broken through and same miracles you know that have shown me that god's there but i never felt worthy enough to actually pursue that any further i don't think um and it wasn't really until i had my son that you know there's nothing quite like having a kid is there i said this to you that um it's nothing quite like having a kid you look at this kid and you go wow um things need to be different they, they have to be different this, there has to be more you know and um yeah since having having nehemiah um It's made me come to church. It's funny because I think it was the first time I came to church, did the Sunday school, and we were going through New Year's resolutions. I don't even remember that. And I found the one that I wrote down because I took it home with me, and it said, for Nehemiah, learn new skills. Well, he's a toddler, so he can safely say he's done that. But mine was, um, see yourself as God sees you. And I think I've done that with God's help. (laughs)
2: So what, what does that mean for you? What, what, how do you think God sees you now? In spite of everything that's happened in your past? Still
1: loved, Still loved and that is, um, that's a pretty amazing thing, actually. Wow.
2: Yeah. <laughs> Let's just pray for Layla, shall we? Lord, we just thank you so much that your hand has been upon Layla. Lord, that your hand is on each one of us and almost before we even know your hand is upon us calling us to you and Lord, when our ears are open to that Lord, I thank you that Layla's ears have opened and her eyes have seen. Lord, I just pray for Layla. I pray for Jess and I pray for Pat and I pray for John right now. Lord, I just ask that they would they would know that your hand is upon them that your love is for them. They would sense your presence and that Lord, Today would be constantly in their mind as a reminder to say, "Lord, I am going to be faithful to you. I am going to love you, no matter what, because Lord, you've loved me no matter what." In Jesus' name, Amen, Amen, Amen. Guys, I'm just going to just share very, very briefly, because for some in the room, baptism may be. It's like, why, why have we got the fire brigade here filling this? tank oversized tank that we bought not realizing quite how big it was and why is the guy to be leading this church stood in outrageously colored shorts and flip-flops i don't normally dress like this sorry uh, if all dignity is gone (laughs) oh yes i do but you see baptism i remember my baptism um, my baptism was, um, I, I like many here, was uh, I grew up in an, an Anglican church, great Anglican church, loved it. Uh, we used to go after Soul Survivor every summer and I made a commitment to Christ when I was 13. I grew up in church. So for me, that that commitment was like, yeah, now I'm going to take it really seriously. But up to that point, I, I was born in church. Cara and I's first date was to church. I mean, how rock and roll is that? Let's go on a date. Let's go to a communion service at church. That's, that was how rebellious my life got. And um, and so I, I've always known church, but just made a commitment. I said, yes, this is, this is something I've got to give my life to. And when I, when I choose to give my life to something, I, I give it. And I'm going to go wholeheartedly. This isn't just a part-time thing. And then when I was 19, I was on mission in Kenya and decided a great opportunity to get baptized. So I, I we went to this river. Let's just say... The Stratford River looks really appealing when you got baptised in a river in Kenya. It is just, it's brown and there's stuff floating in it. And as I, as, as I went in, the leeches just attached to my legs. So i got about half a dozen leeches on my leg as I'm being, I'm thinking, I've got to, my head's got to go under this water. Goodness knows what, I'm checking there's no, I don't even know if there's piranhas in Kenya, but I was checking to make sure there's nothing in that water. And I went down into the water and came back up. And, and for me, it was, it wasn't this lightning bolt moment because years before I'd said yes to Christ. And for me, that was a really significant moment, but still it had significance. No matter where in your journey, no matter where it takes place, baptism is significant. And it's significant because let me just uh, share something that Paul, a writer in the New Testament, he wrote this letter to a Christian community in Rome. and, And he writes to them in Romans 6. And he says in verse 3, he said, Do you not know that all of us who have been baptized, do you not know all of us who have been baptized, do you know baptism is the thing that unites us? Do you know Christianity throughout the ages, across the world, baptism unites us. There there can be Christians the other side of the world that speak a completely different language to us, yet we're united. Christians throughout history that maybe sing different songs to us, that maybe face different trials to us, baptism unites us. Baptism unites us. Do you not know that all of us who have been baptised, he goes on to say, have been baptised into Christ, were baptised into his death. Do you know what we're celebrating this morning, those people that are being baptised? Oh, we are rejoicing with those who are being baptised. But do you know why? Because it's all about Jesus. That's why we're celebrating. Oh, we're celebrating what he does in people's lives. But we're celebrating Jesus into Christ Jesus were baptized into his death because Jesus was born Jesus lived a sinless life he died the death that we deserve the sinner's death that we deserve he died it having done nothing wrong he died it for us but then he rose again the glorious truth of who Christ is Paul goes on in verse 4. He says, We were buried therefore with him in baptism, by baptism into death in order that just as Christ was raised from the dead by the glory of the Father, we too might walk in newness of life. You see this picture of baptism? This picture isn't just about getting wet. Christians seem to like getting wet. It's nothing. It's not. It's about as we go down into that water we're saying like Christ went down into that grave went down into that tomb he took all of the sin upon himself and he went down and died into that tomb but he didn't die he didn't stay down in that tomb we're not going to keep those people under that water you'll be pleased to hear otherwise they might just be meeting their maker a little bit sooner than they thought we are going to bring them back up again (laughs) Phil Jesse's husband says are we sure about that (laughs) we're going to bring that we promise we're going to bring them back up again we have a domestic on the back row
3: We're going to bring them back up
2: again. See that picture that Christ went down and he took the sin and he died to the sin and sin was defeated. Death was defeated and he rose again. That's the picture rising to newness of life. Got a new life. This isn't about ticking a box, okay? This isn't saying I need to do this, 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 this and this. And then God's going to be happy with me, and then I get in and I get my ticket. Woohoo! everyone's happy. This isn't about that. This is about saying, I love Jesus. My faith is in all that he has done, that he died and rose again. And we are declaring that we are his followers, that we are his disciples. Jesus said in Matthew 28, he said, uh, uh, therefore go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Do you see that? Go and make disciples by baptizing them. Everyone that's been baptized in this room and everyone that's been baptized throughout history has said, you know what? I am a disciple of Christ. I follow him. I lay my life down I give it all because he has given it all to me. This isn't just a Sunday thing. This isn't just an eternity thing. This is a whole life thing. This is giving it all to him. Paul goes on in verse 5. He says, For if we have been united with him in his death like his, we shall certainly be united with him in a resurrection like his. Because Jesus was raised again. so there's a resurrection for each one of us. We have a hope. We have a hope. Oh, we might grieve while we lose lose loved ones. But there is a hope for those that are in Christ. That we rise. That there's a resurrection. We have hope into eternity. Oh, there's benefits in this life and benefits in the life to come. That we will live forever with Christ. We'll be reunited with each other. Because of all that he has done. I think Paul then starts to get a little bit excited. I think the Holy Spirit's inspiring and he starts writing and he says "For in verse 6, For now that the old self was crucified with him in order that the body might uh, the body of sin might be brought to nothing so that we'd no longer be enslaved to sin. See, we don't need to celebrate sin. We don't need to tolerate sin. We don't need to accept sin. We don't need to hide our sin. We can bring it to Christ because it has been dealt with. What a glorious truth. Everything I've ever done. Everything. Yeah, that. What, that as well? Yeah, and that. Can bring it. We don't need to be enslaved to it anymore. That word enslaved means oppressed, means chained in, means bound up. We don't need to be bound up by those things anymore. It's not who we are. That which we feel we can't get away with, that which rules over us. It rules over us no more because Jesus has died. For those things to die, they enslave us no more. Do you know that's why the gospel is called good news? That's why a few people in this room have got smiles on their faces. That's why when we come to church, it's full of life. Because it's full of God. That's why we have bonkers mornings where the fire brigade turn up and they're still out there while we're worshipping. Because God is life. And he's good news. And we can't help but share that good news. And so we're going to dunk these guys this morning. And they're going to go right under. Going to go right under. Uh, the Greek word baptisma actually means to immerse. The picture, was, uh, 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 the, the picture language in the biblical narrative would have been of a shipwreck. And as that ship was sinking, when it had fully sunk, they would say that boat has been baptized. And so we, we say, do you know what? We are fully dead to sin doesn't mean we're never going to sin again. Let me just say to the relatives and friends of those being baptized, they're, they're not now sinless. They're blameless, but they're not sinless. We're going to get stuff wrong. Husbands, remember that of your wives. Friends, remember that. But it means we're not defined by that anymore. The Father does not look on us and say, you're a sinner. He now says, you're a sinner saved by grace. Through the lens of what Christ has done, I see you. And it has all been paid for. And he accepts us. You know, Jesus was baptised. Jesus was baptised. It talks about it in Matthew 3. And it says, Then Jesus came from the Galilee to the Jordan to John to be baptised by him. And it said John would have have prevented him saying, I need to be baptised by you, and do you come to me? But Jesus answered him, Let it be so now, for thus it is fitting for us to fulfil all righteousness. John the Baptist is shocked. Jesus, you're coming. Jesus, you you're the messiah you're the one that's going to live a sinless life and now you're coming to be baptized that makes no sense why do you need to die to sin and to write ro- i don't understand this and jesus says no no no. that's not why i'm being baptized i'm being baptized he says to fulfill all righteousness he was coming to fulfill god's plan the promises which god had made ages ago god was going to be faithful to we heard we heard jesse's testimony saying god has been faithful this far for me Jesus is coming to say God has been faithful and he will always be faithful. Yes, these promises that are going to blow the spirit of God through the world which will bring God's judgment on evil wherever it occurs and it's going to rescue God's people once and for all from every kind of exile that they've been driven to. He's going to fulfill all righteousness but if Jesus is going to do this he's not going to do it by coming with political power. He's not going to come by overthrowing governments. He is going to come humbly and he is going to come Identifying himself with God's people by taking their place, by sharing in their distress, by living their life and ultimately dying their death. Church, we can connect with Jesus because Jesus was baptized. Heaven is within reach through the humanity of Christ. He was fully God and fully man. 100% 100% God, 100% man. The maths don't add up, but neither do five loaves and two fish feeding 5,000 people. The maths never add up with God. But he came, and he was baptized. And it says, uh, the moment he was baptized, I'm coming into land here, and then we're going to get in to get wet. Uh, Matthew 3:16, it says, Immediately he went up from the water, and behold, the heavens were open to him, and he saw the Spirit of God descending like a dove, And coming to rest on him. And behold, a voice from heaven said, This is my beloved Son with whom I am well pleased. There's a threefold prayer there that I'm praying over everybody in this room, and especially those that have been baptized this morning. That each person being baptized this morning would know that the heavens are open for them. That over their life is an open heaven. God is not shut up behind some locked door. He is not only reachable through some other person or through some ritual that we have to perform. We cry out to him and he is there. He is available and he wants relationship. The kingdom of God is nearer than you might think. Those that are part of our church will know the series we've been working through. That it is within reach. And it wants to break into your life. All that we would know that we have an open heaven over our life. And secondly, that we would feel the Holy Spirit of God. The heavens were open and the Spirit of God descended like a dove. I would just pray that each of us would understand that the minute we accept Christ, there is a deposit of the Holy Spirit within us. And do you know what? The same power that raised Christ from the dead now lives within each one of us. Oh, how that should change how we live. Oh, how that should change how I walk out of this building. The same power that could raise Christ from the dead now lives in us. Oh, what would happen if we could realize that the Spirit of God is upon us, that the heavens are open. And thirdly, that we would hear the voice of God that would speak over our life. This is my beloved son. This is my beloved daughter in whom I am well pleased. Oh, hear that cry. Hear that voice of God over your life. He's pleased with you. He loves you. Just, let's just close our eyes. Maybe you've come here this morning and you've come with a friend or family. Maybe you just strolled in because you saw a fire engine and thought, that oh, it's like an adventure. Let's go in there. And you're now thinking, what is going on here? I want to encourage you in this moment, as every eye is closed, just while we're celebrating all that God has done, all that God is doing, all that Christ has done, you may be sat here and you say, do you know what, I've never accepted that. I've never fully understood and I don't fully understand now. That's okay, I didn't fully understand the moment I go. But I don't fully get it now and I'm leading a church. But maybe something is stirring in you right now. I'd say it's the Holy Spirit. He's prompting you. He's, he's pulling you. He's drawing you close to God. Maybe in this moment, if you've never responded or you know that you've made a response and you need to say, do you know what, hearing those testimonies, I know I need to get it serious. I need to say, Christ, you've given all for me. I need to give it all for you. But I'm just going to invite you in this moment to say a really big yes to Jesus. Just as every eye is closed, this is between you and God. It's going to ask you to do something really simple. Not going to embarrass anybody, but just as every eye is closed, just to solidify what the Holy Spirit is doing within you. I'm just going to count to three and ask you just to raise your hand, put it straight back down. If you feel in this moment right now that, that God is just stirring you, that you need to say yes to him. One, God loves you. Two, it will completely change your life. Three, just raise your hand right now if that's you. Amen. Amen. oh, we thank you. We thank you that all that baptism represents. And we thank you that even now you're stirring them and drawing them towards yourself. Guys, if, if you've just raised your hand and... Uh, maybe you're not part of the church or you're visiting or that was a real significant moment for you maybe you didn't feel comfortable raising your hand that's fine I just invite you to come and chat to me at the end we've got something we'd love to give you just a little booklet that you can read through maybe, maybe you're not at that place to be able to say do you know what yeah I want to give myself fully to this then I would encourage you just come and grab the book there's, you know, there's no commitment to that it's not a it's not, uh, you know, sign your life away thing just grab a book and go away and have a read I'd encourage you just go away and have a read of it study it for yourself have a look But God, we just thank you. We thank you that this morning we're going to celebrate. And guys, we're going to stand and we're just going to sing one song and then we're going to go out and baptize. And for those that are part of the church, we're going to bring our offerings, uh, our finance offerings, and saying, God, this is part of everything that we are. We give everything to you, our whole lives to you, our song, our breath, our finances. So let's stand together, shall we? We're going to sing amazing grace, how sweet the sound, and then we're going to make our way outside to get wet.